Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast brought to you by eToro. I'm Sam North, the trading school lead here in uh, in the UK, and I'm joined by the main man, as usual, Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney. How are you, Josh? Good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Sam. Always good to be back. Good, good. How are you? Uh, how's the week been? I, I was... Uh, just for the, those listening, I was I was chatting to you just before this, and you mentioned about an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it's a slightly strange um, report from me today. I feel like I've had it all since I got here. I, I landed in sort of 2020 January, and I've had the fires, we've yeah. had floods, I've had the coronavirus, and now yeah, there was an earthquake in, in Melbourne, and uh, tremors sort of went through um, areas of, of, of Sydney. And uh, yeah, I actually experienced it. Um, it. I think it was a 5.9 magnitude earthquake. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit strange. The, my screens were shaking, the door was going, it was all a bit weird. I didn't realize that it was an earthquake. I live in quite a big, tall building. And I just right. thought, you know, it was really windy yesterday and the wind was sort of shaking the building. I didn't think much of it. And I thought it was an earthquake. It was a, a, a bit strange, um, nonetheless, but at least I can say I've experienced an earthquake at least once in my life now. So. Yeah, I mean, you literally have experienced it all in the last couple yeah. of years. It's <laughs> been an interesting one. I just uh, wanted sun and beaches when I came here, but I've got much, much more. So it makes me feel a little bit better. I know that's quite a bad thing to say. You know, we're not blessed with the weather here, as you know. Um, although actually, September so far has been perfect. Maybe the uh, the seasons are shifting. Um, for for the potty today i guess we can well we have to discuss really don't we china and the evergrand situation even though i imagine people are a little bit sick of it uh we can also break down and discuss the new keyword contagion which has overtaken transitory uh fomc so we're obviously recording this wednesday morning uk time so fomc is speaking later tonight so we can have a, a bit of a chat about that which will be key uh, and then also I've, there's a couple of markets on my radar uh potential levels to potentially buy the dip so it'd be good to get your thoughts on those uh so we can discuss alibaba uh, and virgin galactic just to see what you think whether i am right to look to buy the dip or not so it'd be interesting to to see what you think there yeah lots to get through plenty to, to sort of tick off and yeah the uh the contagion is is now the the new word as you say i love i love seeing when new words sort of come out because every single news outlet will just put it put it in their headline it was transitionary wasn't it before and now it's contagion and it's in every single article that you read at the moment and it just makes me laugh so yeah it's so fun. like everyone becomes an expert don't they on these news yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 well i guess first up evergrand china that word contagion what are, what are your thoughts yeah, well, it gave the markets a bit of a dressing down on Monday. We haven't really seen serious red in a, in a long time. And it was sort of all panic stations, um, you know, super red, lots of selling, you know, lots of panic across markets. No one could really understand what, what red in the markets were, especially, I mean, to be honest, though, if you, if you got started in the markets in the last year, 
you know, fair enough. You wouldn't have really experienced a downturn or anything like that. And we have seen a lot of new retail investors come in. Um, but on the sort of situation itself, reading today, it looks like Evergrande is set to make a payment um, on its domestic bonds. I think tomorrow, I think is, is the date, which should offer a bit of relief in the short term. Um, I don't think means we're out, out of the woods. I still leaves everything very uncertain. Um, will we get a bailout from China? Question marks over that. Will we see China hang them out to dry? Um, the People's Bank of China injected more liquidity today to offer more support and to sort of try and soothe those nerves um, a little bit more. I know, you know, on the on the surface, there's you know we've got investors wary of sort of the Lehman Brothers event. Um, you know, again, I'm I'm sort of 26 years old, so you know, going back to sort of 2008, 2009 is um, you know I wasn't really sort of in the markets really over the market. time, but I know exactly what happened, and I think you know new people coming in probably aren't aware of it either. But you know, it's you know people are worried about a crash when something like this happens. When we have a, a quick downturn, people instantly look back to March 2020 and think we're going to sort of see it. You know, I think many people and myself included think it's a slight overreaction. I'm not sure we're going to sort of see a financial crisis off the back of it although it is obviously a huge um, issue that we have obviously stemming from china um but i think we've known about evergrande unraveling for for quite a few weeks so i think what we're seeing here is not new information to the markets i read something today that actually I think hsbc sort of offered them you know further debt over the sort of like over the last few weeks which again they couldn't have been sort of too worried about it and the information sort of been there so in my opinion, the panic stemming from Evergrande is it likely, you know, it may be short lived. Um, and we're seeing maybe from the what we saw Monday, you know, we saw investors start taking profits on assets, you know, riskier assets. We saw crypto sell off because that's what happens when we see red people move away from those riskier assets straight away. And we've still got to remember those monumental gains that we've had from most asset classes like equities in the last 18 months. The S&P 500 in that time has you know, doubled. Um, and you know, hopefully, it should sort of all work its itself out sort of shortly. Um, I think investors and, and policymakers around the world have sort of you know they're trying to assess this. Uh, the SEC chair Gary Gensler said that you sort of the U.S. market is in a much better position to absorb, you know, sort of a the contagion, um, yes. if you like, from a, a major company default than it was, you know, heading back to two thousand seven, eight, nine uh, of the sort of financial crisis, Lehman Brothers. And we've got to remember, Lehman Brothers was obviously in the U.S., so it's, it's slightly different anyway. But um, again, you know, we, we'll talk about the obviously the dip in the moment. But the S and P selling off on Monday was, you know, a great opportunity to buy stocks. Um, you know, we were I think down quite heavily, and then market sort of picked up slightly from the buy and the dip and then you know we obviously took, spoke yesterday sam as well about the futures were up sort of 1.2 percent i think before us markets opened yesterday and then um and then yeah then we we sort of you know finished a session in a negative so i think in terms of you know it wasn't really unexpected we we, we were talking about sort of a, a little bit of a correction for a long time um, the S&P, as we we'd mentioned a few times, is on one of the longest streaks ever without a 5% pullback in. We still haven't had that yet. Um, so, you know, I think there's an opportunity to buy stocks on that dip if it does dip further. Um, as, you know, we, we continue to sort of see that economic recovery pick up, you know, sort of further momentum. And I think just the brakes just pumped slightly on US equities. And that's the first time that we've sort of really seen it. You know, like, a, what was it? What did the S&P fall on on Monday? two percent about 2.2 percent i think that's the first time that we've seen a, a significant sell-off like that 
in one day for, for the first time in five months. So, um, you know, not unexpected. And, and I think um, in some cases, welcomed. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I've, 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 like I said to you yesterday, um, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit gutted it. It hasn't gone more just so I can <laughs> you know, put some of my cash to, to good work. But we'll see. We'll see. I think it's be a, still an interesting back part of the week, which sort of brings us on to the FOMC. So have you got any any thoughts, any views? Obviously, like I said, for those that are listening today on Wednesday, we have that uh, FOMC meeting 7pm UK time. But uh, yeah, any any thoughts, any views? Well, the clear focus from the meeting will obviously be going back to sort of tapering and the wording around it. And if we get you know any insights as to when tapering might occur, you know, more insights as to sort of what to expect. We, we've sort of a bit of a shift as well recently, haven't we? Because we we sort of had that week jobs number. August showed fewer than expected job gains from, as I say, the NFP numbers. Obviously, inflation slowed down slightly, but inflation is well over the sort of target that the Fed had anyway. But it may incentivize Fed the Fed to you know, wait a little bit longer before pulling back that support. I think the last um, FOMC meeting in July, I think a lot's changed since they had that meeting then. I think there's that slight fear around Delta. That's picked up a lot more steam as well. Um, I think the Fed has signaled that it will likely start pulling back the sort of on its monetary support before the end of the year. We could see that maybe move into the, into the new year. Um, but it does, you know, their, their playbook, the Fed's playbook calls for slowing its asset purchases first before, and then we sort of see the interest rate hikes down the line, which will also be sort of covered this week, you know, in that sort of meeting as well, which hopefully by the time people listen to this, we, we should have a clearer insight. But, you know, they're also going to provide a bit more of an update, you know, economic growth, unemployment, inflation and how that's all going to sort of evolve over the you know the coming years as well um you know we spoke about sort of futures um just a minute ago just looking now the s&p's up half a percent the dow's up half a percent as well so you know i think after the week that we already have i think jerome powell will sort of tread quite cautiously i don't think he wants to spark any more fear and you know see a deeper self because we've already got that sort of fear set in um you know and, and i think futures in the green should be you know again we said this yesterday it looks like heading for a positive session footsie's up about 1.1 percent as well to start the session so it looks looks like we sort of you know have sprung back you know pretty quickly already from that sort of fear um but the fomc meeting as well as other sort of major central banks they're important events for investors and probably just to highlight it and, you know changes in interest rates they affect you know mortgage loans overnight loans foreign exchange rates and a lot more so any in monetary policy statements, speech, press conference, or statement by governors, central banks, you know, something that investors should should, should watch. Um, you know, keep an, an eye on sort of Wall Street, what they're sort of saying, and, and experts. You know, read up on the news, listen to your favorite Digest and Invest podcast next really? week, and we'll give you some insights. But you know, just just keep up to date with what people are saying because it certainly can affect your portfolio. You know, ne- not necessarily in the short term, but possibly in the in the longer term as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean. Um... I was was watching Bloomberg. I was watching Bloomberg TV Monday with uh, well, I went to the shop and got a nice little little cake, banana bread it was anyway, with a coffee. And I was just watching John nice. Farrow and and uh, and uh, his guests talk. And they and someone came on and sort of just reminded me. But it's always you well, not always the case. Usually the case. I think it's the last five Fed meetings, markets have been been lower going into it. So yes, you know the China situation, the Evergrande uh, situation has been. Yeah, the main catalyst for this move lower, but you know, going into a Fed meeting, it's not uncommon. 
markets to to push down a bit so yeah we'll see next you know when we do the pod next next wednesday be interesting to see where markets are you know, I'm, I, th- I still think there's going to be a couple of twists and turns but obviously tonight could could control that um the two stocks i mentioned earlier that i wanted to to discuss alibaba and spce virgin galactic so i'm super keen from a more of a technical point of view to to enter 131 in and around there for alibaba and then 14 for, for spce uh, Virgin Galactic. Those are the levels that I've got marked up, got an alert set. Um, I, I like it from a risk reward point of view. But uh, do you have a view on on, on those two? Anything your end um, that sort of supports, you know, my potential view that if the opportunity arises, you know, pull the trigger or you reckon, you know what, best left alone? It's just it's impossible not to want to open a position on Alibaba if it yes. continues to trade lower. And, you know, I think... I, you know, when, when you look at Alibaba, even before it sold off, it, it, I still think it had potential there <laughs> yeah, you know, before a 52% sell-off. Um, the issue that we've got is that, you know, if we see further restrictions from China, mm. you know, they've already hit profits a lot on, you know, the gaming sectors. They've hit Tencent hard and you know, a lot of other names. And I think what that then hampers that growth. And then that's when we then it complicates then future valuations because it looks cheap at these levels. But if we don't know what the future holds, we could still be paying too much at these sort of prices. I think that's the sort of real difficulty, but are China in a position to sort of really hamper their, you know, their tech sector, these growth stocks. I mean, I think Alibaba introduced the, the biggest ever buyback program in its Q3 earnings that they ever have introduced. So I think if you're, if you're willing to go on that ride of, bit of a political aspect that we can definitely expect you know you're understanding that there's going to be it's not going to be plain sailing there's risk there with yeah. barbar i'm you know i would say yes you know for sure it's it's definitely it's great fundamentals a great business um you know, slightly behind you know amazon in terms of that growth but you know two markets you know i'm not sure if amazon even have a foothold in china right it's it's alibaba that lead the way and and everything else there's a a program that i watched recently and it was um called startup um mm. if you haven't watched it, it's quite good it, it sort of integrates um cryptocurrencies and, and a few other things okay. but basically in there one of the guys he's in hong kong and the taxi driver just keeps using like one app and the guy in the back seat he's like what are you what are you using there and he's just like well it's just one app and it basically just had everything on i think that's the issue that they have in china is that you can just use one app and have everything you know text money you know alipay things like that and i think that's where the issue stems from that monopolization Hmm. um so that's the worry right is is that's you know breaking up but you know when we're talking one three one levels you're closing on ipo prices i think ipo to near a hundred dollars and there was huge interest around that time so certainly interesting um one that i will mention that's off the cuff and i've always liked it is is adobe not quite as cheap as alibaba and um space um virgin galactic um but record revenues slightly weaker than expected guidance this morning but dropped four percent after hours Mm. um and yeah, I just think it's one of those stocks where, you know, it, you, you you set record revenues, and just because your your growth is slightly going to slow, I think it was a percent slower than what they grew this month. So Q Q four earnings was one percent lower growth than what they grew this month, right? Um, and it was record revenues. So uh, you know, for me, I just think it was it was 
it wasn't needed so any yeah. chance to to get into a stock like that with, on a discount that's uh, a great opportunity and I, and I did the same it was the last time it missed on earnings was probably about this time last year um missed earnings or no beat earnings sorry but fell after hours um and then since i think i bought okay. it, it was it's up 35 40 percent so um not financial advice of course but yes. again, one, <laughs> one to... every word you're saying down. <laughs> <laughs> but just obviously to add to the watch list just to keep an eye yeah. on, on price movements from a technical level um but yeah look we, we've obviously spoken about space travel a yeah. fair bit um virgin galactic um on 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 the pod and and realistically virgin Galactic is the only space tourism pure play in the market right now so if you think space travel will sort of take off quite literally um then virgin galactic is the way that you need to go you know spacex launched uh with civilians last week so there's competition there and obviously you've got blue origin as well obviously not public it it seems that they've got a long list of people willing to pay for flights and you know i think they've got pre-orders and things like that and i think around you know 14 dollar level it looks you know a bit more appealing I think you probably have to go a bit more down to like 10 for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I, in my head, I'm just trying to really work out how, you know, how long that business can last for, for just people, you know, space tourism. Again, if it takes off, then that, amazing. But I just don't know if it's a sustainable business model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I saw your tweet earlier, Sam, about businesses on the high street that are still there. And how are they still there? And I think this, this is what I think about with space with virgin galactic how will they manage to stay in business by just people sending to space but there's obviously going to be demand there but how long that goes on for um we'll we'll sort of see um i think if you're looking at you know a pure or not just a pure plate of tourism but just overall space you you can that's sort of the big picture rockets satellites data 5g etc a play like arc space exploration um which is ar x or arkx i think that provides good exposure you know because it's an industry we're sort of not too sure of and, and we're going to see more and more the space space plays come through um but yeah like you say it becomes a lot more appealing when it drops down to sort of in between that sort of 10 to 15 dollar range for sure yeah yeah i, th- I think that's it with, with virgin galactic it's going to be volatile i think you know it's had massive swings already just in the last few months and I guess you've got to you've got to kind of just expect that that could still be the case once you get in, and it's never an easy ride psychologically. I think I read last week they had some issues as well because they they were their landing went off course. And I had one of my, I read that they basically when they were coming back from a space trip they went off course, um, and you know they they got you know a bit of a slap on the wrist from the aviation and and the share price fell after that. So it's going to be really sensitive to yeah. sort of that news element of it as well, um, which is obviously going to have that risk element in there as well. So yeah, potentially one just to not go full size on it. Like, I mean, the rewards, the upside percentage wise is, is big from from those yeah. levels to recover. But I guess yeah, maybe one we can review if it does get down to to that price, Alibaba as well. Uh, and Adobe, of course. Uh, guys, thank you very much. If you made it this far for uh, listening to the podcast, you can head to the Toro Academy to find out more guides, webinars. You can all sign up to, to those free, of course, trading course starting next week. Um, but yeah, Josh, thank you very much for, for joining as usual. No, thank you for having me, Sam. Always a pleasure to, to join you. Awesome. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.